Oh well, since we last got together, we lost another of the true greats. Norma Waterson, the matriarch of English folk music, wife of Martin Carthy, of course, and mother of Liza Carthy. Norma died of pneumonia on the 30th of January, aged 82. Fabulous singer, great woman, and I feel privileged to have known her. And we heard Norma there on Outside the Wall, a song co-written by Graham Taylor, at one time the fan guitarist with the Albion Band, and Home Service. John B. Spencer, the other co-writer of that. I must dig out some John B. Spencer to play. He made some fine records himself. And that was one of the tracks on Norma Waterson's debut solo album, just called Norma Waterson, not unreasonably, for Joe Boyd's Hannibal label in 1996. In the middle, more new gospel discoveries from yesteryear, and these programmes are about to rescue them from total obscurity. The stars of Bethlehem, who, from what I can make out, had only two recording sessions, both in Los Angeles, in October and November 1960. But boy, did they put them to good use. Those recordings are gathered together on this one CD from the Gospel Treasures label of Sweden, and it's called The Stars of Bethlehem, Above My Head. And we heard the title track, a song we most readily associate, of course, with Sister Rosetta Tharp. And I must send a big thank you to my old friend Barons Whitfield in Boston for alerting us to this album, and we shall hear more from The Stars of Bethlehem a bit later in the programme. And we kicked off today with the great Texan polymath Terry Allen and Bloodlines, the title track of his 1983 masterpiece for Fate Records. Hiya, you're listening to Radio Kershaw in partnership with Songlines magazine. Live music today downstairs in the kitchen from some of the UK's finest bluegrass pickers. They've come together informally, especially to perform for us under the nom de guerre of Borderland Bluegrass. And we'll hear from them shortly after selections from the new Half Man Half Biscuit. When I look at my baby All I see is Richie Stevens It's got the same uneven eyebrows And the snidey little mouth And it reminds me of the evening When you said you'd be a ghost fan You'd gone to see Amanda Waters About a silver cross pram But there was never
Point. Half man, half biscuits, and two tracks from their new one, The Volta All Years. Midnight Mass Murder, the one we just heard. And before that, a song they first performed publicly on this podcast back in July when they played a live session for us in the kitchen. And that was When I Look at My Baby. More from Nigel and the boys a bit later on. As I mentioned earlier, this podcast is produced with Songlines Magazine as our media partner. And as a special offer to the listeners to these programmes, Songlines is offering a 20% discount on new subscriptions. To take advantage of that, go to the website songlines.co.uk and use the code Kershaw, all in capital letters, when you sign up to subscribe. A free cover mount CD every month as well.
of all the many glorious periods in Salif Keita's long career, and he's, he's retired now, hasn't he? This one, I reckon, is my favourite, when he was in Les Ambassadeurs de Mali in the 1970s, with the astonishing Cantyman feeler from Guinea on the lead guitar, who you heard there. And we heard from them on a piece there called Sally, and that's from a CD from Sono Discs called Sedu Bathili. No information at all, no sleeve notes, just a track listing, but my guess is that it was recorded sometime in the mid to late 1970s. Also from Guinea, the chap we heard first there, Momo Wandel Sumar, saxophonist, singer, well, growler, musical all-rounder and band leader. I met him once, I went to interview him back in 1993 when I travelled across Guinea. Big-hearted, jovial and still full of enthusiasm, he was running a music school in the compound of his home just outside of Conakry, but he died, alas, in 2003. The piece we heard by him was Botme from his 1992 album, Mature Way. Our live guest today, Borderland Bluegrass, have arrived and are getting set up in the kitchen downstairs, and we'll join them for a few tunes shortly. After this, from a new four-CD box set celebrating the music of Ian Anderson, not the flute-playing twerp from Jethro Tull, but Ian Anderson, who most of you will know as the founder and editor of the late lamented Folk Roots or F Roots magazine. Ian A. Anderson, please adjust your time. The early blues and psycho folk years, it's called, on Cherry Tree Records. Very odd thing about Ian. I've known him now for almost 40 years, and he's always been the same age. Anyway, here he is in 1971. Dogs are barking and the day is getting dark. As the night comes slowly falling, the dogs lose their bark. The silent night is shattered from the sound inside my mind. Just one too many mornings and a thousand miles behind. From the crossroads of my doorstep, my eyes slowly fade As I turn my head back to the room where my love and I have laid I gaze back to the street, to the sidewalk and the sign I just want too many mornings and a thousand miles behind Say it just as good. 
You're right from your side And I'm right from mine Just one too many mornings And a thousand miles behind Down the street the dogs are barking And the day is getting dark The night comes slowly falling The dogs lose their bark And the silent night is shattered From the sounds inside my mind With just one too many mornings And a thousand miles behind
was Manchester, it was May the 17th, 1966, it was a Tuesday, and it was that concert. And this programme's producer, Peter Everett, was there, the jammy bastard. Bob Dylan and the Hawks, of course, at the Free Trade Hall, shortly before John Cordwell let fly with his cry of Judas, and we heard One Too Many Mornings. Before Bob, it was our very own Ian Anderson, and his take on Dylan's One Too Many Mornings, recorded in 1971, from this new Ian Anderson box set, and I'm, I'm not going to go through all the rambling details of it again. Right, downstairs in the kitchen and ready to play for us, our live guest today, Borderland Bluegrass. One, two, three, four. <laughs> What's that one called? It's called Cherokee Shuffle. Okay, Kevin, introduce yourselves, please. I'm Kevin Shannon. The, the band we've called ourselves Borderland Bluegrass because we split between Yorkshire and Lancashire and some say Merseyside. So that's our name, Borderland Bluegrass. Uh, I'm Kevin Shannon. I play I play banjo. Right, I, introduce the others, Kevin. Uh, on, on guitar, we have Tony Cooney. Hiya. Uh, on mandolin, we have uh, Stuart Leach. Hello there. On, on Dobro, which is a, a guitar played on your, on your lap, is, is Mike Taverner. Mike's Hello. been with us before, when yes. he was in the, the Bat Childs for an earlier session. Yeah. As was Helen Hutchinson on bass. And there's a number of us will, will, will sing, so you'll get a flavour of, of, right. of the voices. Now, you've put this bluegrass ensemble together, especially for us. 
This isn't a regular group. No. We know each other from the bluegrass scene. Tell us about the bluegrass scene. Is it fairly strong now in the UK? It's still niche, niche music. Um, it's much bigger in America. In this country, my, my view is there's probably no more than 5,000 people really interested in bluegrass. Right. But it's in pockets of, of the country. There's the Wirral, which is where I come from, around Helsby, which is a, a strong point. There's places in Liverpool, in St. Helens or Rainford, as, as, as Tony and Stu run their, right. their jams from. Uh, there's places in Yorkshire, the Midlands, South Wales, where there's a strong a strong holding, uh, and in London, of course, and Cornwall used to be strong. So throughout the UK, there are there are plenty of places where bluegrass is played by amateur musicians in a jam format where you all get together and you you, you decide on your songs and you play them as a as an ensemble with occasional occasional breaks for the uh, lead instrument. Uh, and as this informal group suggests. You're all very well connected. You all know each other. We know each other because there are there are uh, various festivals in the in the UK um, that that we we meet up at. But if you, if you have a a weekly jam locally, yeah, and uh, then that's a great opportunity. So once a week is enough to get a collection of people together, and um, you play for three four hours of songs and tunes that you all you all know or agree to know, and it's. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's like my musical Viagra. Ah, me, me too, you know. I come from a rock and roll background originally, but when I discovered bluegrass, I thought, this is more supercharged than rock and roll. It really is. Anyway, thank you very much, all of you, for coming round to see us and playing in the kitchen. What was that first number called? That first number was called Cherokee Shuffle. Okay, and what have you got for us now? Um, we're now going to do a, a, a song called White Freight Liner. Oh! As <laughs> done by my mate Jimmy Dale Gilmore. Yeah, probably, probably I'm going out on that highway, listen to those big trucks whine. That's is that what? Okay. <laughs> nice.
fabulous white freight liner. Um, talking about the British bluegrass scene, Kevin, yeah. uh, and anyone else that yeah. wants to chip in, you know, in the, in the mid-80s, I used to go every year to an absolutely wonderful little event. In, in Edale, yeah. correct, Helen, in the Peak District in yeah. Derbyshire, the Edale yeah. Bluegrass Festival. And they have not only uh, British bluegrass players there, but every year they bring in a big American name like the Johnson Mountain Boys well, it's, or, it's or, or Del McCoury or somebody like that. What happened to Edale? What I heard is the, the, the farmer just didn't want to run the festival anymore and they couldn't find an, uh, an appropriate other venue. But it's funny you should say that because we're going to sing a song. The bass player of the Launton River Band came to Edale. They played there once. Big, massive American band. Yeah. And we believe that uh, part of his uh, journey while he was over there, he went to the Blue John Mines in Derbyshire and he wrote a song about the Blue John Mines in Derbyshire and we're going to sing that. So uh, this is uh, Blue John Mine. One, two, Far away, back in another time, they tell a story still today down in the Blue John Mine. And 28 candles lead the way to a cabin beneath the ground. It's there in fascination, Daniel stood. Under the ground, now, Lord knows there's danger down below for all the dirt to climb. Cause men Ask you, yeah. 
Was there a finer, you're a guitar player yeah. in this group, yeah. was there a finer bluegrass guitar player than Clarence White of the Kentucky Colonels? Well, unfortunately for us, um, Tony Rice died a, a number of months back and the link to him, uh, Clarence. Clarence, is yeah. he's got Clarence White's guitar. He, yeah. he bought it many, many years ago. Tony Rice was the best bluegrass guitarist. He was influenced by Clarence. He loved the way style of his playing. He was influenced by Doc Watson, and he just took it to an incredible level. Right. The guitar before Clarence was a rhythm instrument. Yes. And then Clarence, even when he was doing the birds, you know, during the break, he'd get his acoustic guitar out and he'd do fiddle tunes yeah. and he'd do all this. So he he developed a style of playing that other people picked up on. Doc Watson was playing at the same time, a different vein, but very good. And then, unfortunately, as you know, Clarence. Well, we should explain, shouldn't we? Clarence White was in the Kentucky Colonels with his brother Roland, the mandolin player, Clarence, the guitar player. Yeah. Then, after the Birds had their you know, string of pop hits, yeah. they then turned into a country rock band, didn't they? Yeah. And they brought in Clarence White for Sweetheart of the Rodeo, and he was amazing. He was just astonishing, even in a, in a rock band. He had guitar, yeah. As he'd been in the Kentucky Colonels as yeah. an acoustic bluegrass player. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, he was loading his gear into the back of a van outside a venue in Los Angeles, and a drunk driver came around the corner and just slammed into him while he was loading up the back of the van, and and that was it. 1973, I think? Yeah, he was about 33, I think, at the time. But yeah, after his death, um, his prized guitar, that's Martin D28, Mm -hmm. that was later acquired by Tony Rice, who went on to be the best bluegrass guitarist and unfortunately he's left us now but the legacy he's left behind is amazing that's all due to Clarence you know so yeah he he, he was really leading it along Clarence he was the boy alright Tony let's hear him here's Clarence White with the birds wasn't born to follow I'd rather go and journey where the diamond crescent's glowing And run across the valley beneath the sacred mountain And wander through the forest Where the trees have leaves of prisms And break the light in colors that no one knows the names of Beside a legendary fountain Till I see your form reflected In its clear and jeweled waters And if you think I'm ready You may lead me to the chasm Where the rivers of our vision Flow into one another Really have no value 
In the end she will surely know I wasn't born to follow Birds wasn't born to follow, of course, written by Jerry Goffin and Carol King. Lead guitar by Clarence White, and it was one of the tracks on the Birds' 1968 album, The Notorious Bird Brothers, and deployed to advantage, memorably, a year later in the soundtrack of Easy Rider. Reading come forward! from the University College, the boss. 
Biggie Tembo Jr. from Zimbabwe. Yes, one of the three sons of the Bundu Boys frontman and my best pal. I'm so pleased young Biggie is making music. Crikey, it's 27 years since dear old Biggie Senior died. Who knows where the time goes, eh? The track we heard there was Jikinia. Now, young Biggie sent me uh, half a dozen tracks or so as audio files, but I do believe he's made 
a few CDs for the local market in Zimbabwe. If you want to get hold of one or two of those, probably the best way to get in touch with him is via his Facebook page, which is public, and you can leave a message on there. Just search on Facebook for Biggie Tembo Jr. and tell him his Uncle Andy sent you. First of there was The Mighty Culture and an extended version of Jaja See Them A Come with exemplary toasting from Shorty the President. Natty Passim GCE, he called his contribution, and you'll find that on an album on 17 North Parade Records, a Florida label, I believe. I mean, could a CD, for me, have a more tempting title? Culture and the DJs at Joe Gibbs Studio, 1977-79. to 79. I spotted it online last week. I wasn't even aware of its existence until then, and I bought a copy in a heartbeat, and it's a bloody belter. Among the other toasters on there with culture are I, Roy, Rankin Joe, Hugh Brown, and the terrifying Prince Farai. You've not heard the last from it, believe me. We'll hear another from the wonderful stars of Bethlehem in a couple of minutes after something from the very last recording session of Blind Willie McTell, my favourite pre-war bluesman and ragtime 12-string guitarist. Blind Willie from rural Georgia had recorded prolifically before the Second World War, but the disruption of the war and changing tastes in blues music, more electric styles, became popular. Like a lot of country bluesmen, Blind Willie dropped out of sight. Then in 1956, an Atlanta record shop owner called Edward Rhodes came upon this old blues singer and guitarist busking in a downtown Atlanta car park. It turned out to be Blind Willie, so paying him with a bottle of his favourite corn liquor, Rhodes set up some recording gear in the shop one evening and recorded what turned out to be Blind Willie's final session. He died three years later in 1959. Here he is from that session and he'll introduce this one himself. Kill it, kid. That come from Miami. I wrote that from a Yankee. I used to stay in New York. We used to hang out there in the servant quarter, you know. He come in there and he could drink more liquor than two men. And his son was the same way. Say, what was his name? Well, man, his name was Josh Barbara. <laughs> his name was Josh Barbara. He would come in there and all the rest of them would get to dancing, you know, and carry fun. He'd holler, kill it, kid. And that's where I started that song from. Well, I bled. Down in Miami on Second Avenue, men showing boys and gals what they can do about. Hot mama, let's kill it, kid. Down on the avenue to KBL Hall, you find Kelly as the king of the ball. Take it easy. You got to teach him how to kill it, kid. You know, Sister Kate took Brother Mo, bounced him around across the floor trying to kill it, kid. Trying to teach him how to kill it, kid. Sit down, gal, take a drink of this pint. Kelly be here to wreck and kick the giant, he gonna kill a kid. Take the floor and kill a kid. Sit down, gal, take a shot of this pint. Kelly be here to wreck and kick the giant, he gonna kill a kid. Take the floor and kill a kid. 
But you can kick it in the country, won't cost you a dime. If you get in town, but it's a forty dollar fine. Kill a kid. Get out of town to kill a kid. Papa got a Cadillac, Mama got a Buick, Sister got mad 'cause she wouldn't do it. Kill a kid. Hot Mama, kill a kid. She wanna shake it in the Cadillac, rock it on Ford, do the right jumping on the running board, rock on. Don't jump, kill it, kid. I realize you're a little old and up in years. Not too old, gal. Shift them gears on the wheel. Quit turning and kill it, kid. You know I'm crazy about your loving, fool about your lot. Don't plumb crazy about the wobble you got. Quit switching. Don't shimmy, kill it, kid. Take that trip on the mountain top. Show these Florida women how to eagle rock. Spread your wings. Don't fly, kill it, kid. You got to dodge your ma, dodge your pa. Go to Florida and dodge the Georgia law. Then you can kill it, kid. Down there you can kill it, kid. Sit in the corner, gal. Make some toddy, 'cause we gon' get high and drunk. Everybody, then we gon' kill it, kid. Get loaded, kill it, kid. You don't believe I'll swing you right. Take me to your castle, let's sing all night round the table. Get mellow, kill a kid. Play it. Now you gon' twist it like a tadpole, wobble like a frog. Every time I kick it, you'll holler, "God dog, kill it, kid." Hot mama, let's. Yeah.
These guys remain so obscure. Why are they not ranked among the gospel greats? Even I hadn't heard of them until recently, when good old Barons Whitfield said to me on the phone one night from Boston recently, Eddie, you've got to get this CD. Well, thanks a lot, Barons. The Stars of Bethlehem, they're called, recorded in the hometown of Los Angeles in October 1960, and the piece there was Meet You in the Morning. The CD is The Stars of Bethlehem, Above My Head, for the Swedish Gospel Treasures label. Now, Gospel Treasures doesn't have a website. I checked when I was trying to buy a copy. And the way I got mine was to order it from the website of Bear Family Records in Germany. Even though it's not on the Bear Family label, they are stocking it. First there was Blind Willie McTell and a version of one of his best-known songs, Kill It Kid, recorded at his final session in an Atlanta record shop in 1956. And the CD is called Blind Willie McTell, Last Session. Now, if you're a fan of Blind Willie, I can't recommend to you enough Michael Gray's biography of the great man. I read it recently. Hand me my travelling shoes, it's called, in search of Blind Willie McTell. Rarely would you describe a book about a pre-war bluesman as a page-turner, but I found Michael's biography just gripping. Blind Willie's is an extraordinary story, a remarkable life, a remarkable man. And Michael tells it so well. His research is meticulous, and the result is a work of almost lunatic scholarship. Do yourselves a favour. Now, over the last few years, David Suff of Fledgling Records has been putting out a series of beautifully presented 7-inch vinyl EPs. What a wonderful, yet forgotten format that is. He's released a few of them featuring Shirley Collins and another couple by the incomparable Anne Briggs, a wild child of British folk music, in the 1960s. Anne Briggs was on the point of becoming a huge star, but, and fair play to her, she wasn't interested. So in the early 1970s, and after making relatively few recordings, she jacked it all in and moved to the Hebrides, where I think she still is. Anyway, here she is on one of those fledgling EPs. This one's called Anne Briggs' Four Songs, and this track was recorded originally for the BBC radio programme Folk Song Seller in August 1966. Come all you young fellows Beware how you shoot and he shot her and killed her by the setting of the sun. As Polly was walking, all in a shower of rain, she sheltered in a green bush her beauty to save. With her apron thrown over her, he mistook her for a swan, and he shot her and killed her by the setting of the sun. Then home ran young Jimmy with his dog and his gun. Crying, Uncle, dear Uncle, have you heard? 
glitter by the setting of the sun. Then out rushed his uncle with his hair hanging grey, crying, Jimmy, oh dear Jimmy, don't you run away, don't you leave your own country till the trial it comes on, for they never will hang you for the shooting of a swan. Well, the trial it wore on, and Polly's ghost did appear, crying, Uncle, dear Uncle, let Jimmy go clear, for my apron was thrown round me, he mistook me for a swan, and he never would have shot his own Polly Me enseñaste a querer y luego, y luego me dejaste Pero qué cobarde Cuando más enamorada me encontraba Sin piedad me abandonaste Cobarde, marchitaste la ilusión de todos mis quereres, ya que no hay amor verdad, yo maldigo con razón el ingrato corazón de los Cobarde, me enseñaste a querer y luego, y luego me dejaste. Pero qué cobarde, cuando más enamorada me encontraba, sin piedad me abandonaste. Marchitaste la ilusión de todos mis quereres Ya que no hay amor verdad, yo maldigo con razón El ingrato corazón de los infieles 
from Texas and recorded in May 1956. That's Carmen E. Laura Hernandez. Keiko the song, What a Coward. And it's one of the tracks on the fabulous compilation from our Hooli Records, Tecano Roots, The Women. Anne Briggs before that, Polly Vaughan, the song, has recorded for something called Folk Song Seller on the BBC in August 1966. And now one of the tracks on this seven-inch vinyl EP from Fledgling Records, Anne Briggs, four songs. Right, I'm going round with the bucket. It's that time in the programme. If you enjoy these programmes, please support us if you can manage it. We don't have any advertisers or sponsors, but we do have overheads. Our media partnership deal with Songlines magazine is that they very kindly give these programmes a free advert in every issue. And that's it, really. I'm jolly grateful to them for that. But I don't mind admitting to you that I'm really struggling here. Aside from those four Kershaw Tapes programmes for Radio 3 last year, I've had no paid work for two years and I can't fund the costs of these programmes without your help. I can't get any BBC radio work. I was dropped as a reporter uh, by The One Show when they got a new editor who wanted to use only celebrities as reporters. And I can't get any bookings for my one-man show or DJ nights. I'm finding it really tough. The podcast really now is all I've got. Just last week, I had to sell my motorcycle that I've had for 32 years. It was my pride and joy, and it broke my heart. So, please, if you can support us, go to one of the podcast pages of my website, which is andykershaw.co.uk, and scroll down to find the donate button, or if you want to make a regular contribution, look for the link there which says, Be My Patron on Podbean. And I'm very grateful to those of you who have donated, some of you who donate regularly, and to new patrons, I've got a little list here, uh, Henry Miller, Rob Levick, Calvin Allen, Steve Hignett, who also comments, I've, I've kicked Spotify into touch, so I thought I'd put my subscription to better use. Thanks, Steve. Guy R, Vince Allen, Stuart McDonald, P.F. Kinghorn, Andy Simons, Malcolm E. James, and Martin Cockrell. Thanks very much to all of you if uh, you support me I'll give you one of these new programmes a new podcast every fortnight how about that
Help! What an arresting voice. Such a rich timbre, full and melodious. I wonder if it's a natural voice, or whether its owner has had it trained. I'll let him call again. Perhaps I shall then better be able to tell. Help! Lovely, rich and sonorous, but trained? I'll ask him to call again. Sir, will you call again? I so enjoy the quality of your voice. The man I addressed was floating precariously, just above the surface of the canal. Why, I recognise him. It's Big Jim. Hello, Big Jim. How good to see you. Ivor, you big twit, get me out of here. I'm drowning, called Big Jim, with that poignant sadness in his voice that has all the fathers of heavily built daughters from Troon to Aberfeldy shaking in their shoes. I'm wearing my good suit, Big Jim, I replied. Please don't ask me to rescue you. Knowing as I was speaking that I should be forced to save this life, human though it was. Save me, you fool! You'd have it on your conscience! Even at this moment, Big Jim was in full control of his facilities. He had me there, and knew it. Knew he was safe on dry land already. I peeled off my clothes, even my string vest and pants, and plunged into the water. How soft it felt, like a housemaid's knee. It was two foot six at the edge, but towards the middle it was three foot six, and three foot nine in the dead centre, where the barge keels had scraped away for themselves when carrying a full lead of pig's steel. I swam over to Big Jim and gripped him, and hauled him to the bank, and climbed out and pulled him after me. You saved my life, he grinned, and pushed me back into the canal. I can't bear to be beholden to anyone, Big Jim continued as my head broke the surface, so I'll take these, and he strolled off with my clothes. One could hear the fathers of heavily built daughters from Troon to Aberfeldy beginning to tremble again. When it was dark, I left the soft water and ran stiffly home in my string vest and pants. They were already playing ping-pong in the orphanage as I passed. Joel Devaney had a cloven hoof Corey Fuller was insane Sarah Merriweather turned our milk Find them all and took us drain I was always such a punctual source Prompt and ready with a rhyme Now I'm getting buried in the morning So get me through the chair on time Needle on my gaze 
Drifted into West Berlin Parceled up inside a cage See you later, Undertaker In a wild necrophile Yeah, I'm getting frazzled in the morning So get me to the chair on time Is what they'll say Hardly noticed he was there Mowed his lawn and then a switch got flicked Causing somewhat of a stare Yellow mama, Alabama Ding dong, sparks are gonna fly Yeah, I'm getting buried in a hole So get me to the chair on time Yes, I'm getting buried in a Get me to the chair on Another instant classic from The Volter All Years, the new album from Half Man Half Biscuit. And it's another they first played publicly in their kitchen session for us back in July. Still available as a podcast, that programme, on most platforms or through the podcast page of my website. I'm getting buried in the morning, was the track. Ivor Cutler in the middle with Big Jim from Ivor's 1976 album for Virgin Records, Jammy Smears. And the first one in that sequence was R.E.M., of course, with Ages of You, one of the tracks which surfaced on the compilation of outtakes and odds and sods a few years ago called R.E.M. Dead Letter Office. Now, on the latest cover mount CD from Songlines magazine, the March 2022 edition, well, a number of terrific tracks... We'll hear one from Tuva in a minute, but there's also a new version of La Bamba to add to my vast La Bamba collection. It's not getting any better, Doctor. And this one's by, presumably from Veracruz, Mexico, Hermanos Herrera, and I've taken the liberty of doing a little remix on it. Thank you. 
dance the goat, to dance the goat, you need to have a little gracefulness, a little gracefulness for me. For jings, 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 for you it will be, for you it will be, for you it will be. I am not a sailor, I am not a sailor, I am a captain, I am a captain, I am a captain. Goat, goat, goat. Brings a tear to the eye, doesn't it really? Serrera from Mexico and their traditional take on La Bamba with simultaneous interpretation by Peel, recorded in a studio at Radio 1 in 1987 when he was giving the engineer some level and we recorded it. Hermano Serrera's album is Sones, Jarochos y Huastecas y Mas on Smithsonian Fort Wage Records. Also featured on the cover mount CD with the latest edition of Songlines is this group of young Tuvans from Southern Siberia, Kume Beat.
And we're back with Bottle and Bluegrass. And uh, Kevin, what have you got for us? Well, I, I run a, a weekly bluegrass jam in uh, the, with the world called Hellsby. Every week we we we, uh, we meet together. There's about 35 to 45 of us every well, week. Tell us where this is, so perhaps Hel- Hels- will come along. Yeah, well, they're all very welcome. It's in Hellsby, which is between Frodsham and Chester. Right. Um, Tony runs one in Rainford, just north of the East Langs Road. Uh, but the one I run, the, the tune we're about to play, Old Home Place, uh, is almost like a national anthem. We sing it most weeks because it's got a good rousing chorus. It's not overly complex to play, but it sounds like a, a real proper bluegrass song. It's, it's quite an old one, but we now have it as our national anthem. Old Home Place. Are we ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Kershaw's Kitchen. 
This is Borderland Bluegrass. Oh, thanks ever so much. Um, give us another. What have you got? Uh, edges and edges again. Yeah, I think so. We're uh, going to do a tune that um, by Gene Autry. Hey. So uh, well, you've, been, you've been to the toilet, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been to the toilet and on the wall. Tell, tell, tell the listeners what's on the wall in the okay. toilet. There's a wonderful photograph of a, an old style of 50s iconic TV style Western guy with cowboy, a, cowboy with a proper scarf and the hat and everything. And uh, I didn't have my glasses on at the time. He's, he signed it. He <laughs> and says, it's signed. It says to Andy, your friend always, Gene Autry. Because yeah, I met him. I met him in Texas in 1991, and he signed that photograph for me. That's um, wonderful. That's so, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rather proud of that actually. And he was a like a contemporary of Roy Rogers and, and oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, type yeah. of thing. So, well, the the reason I know about Gene Autry is there's a band called The Country Gentleman, very famous bluegrass band. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And in the introduction to this song we're going to sing, ages and ages ago, he actually says. Is speaking to the audience, which is recorded, and he says, "This is an old Gene Autry song." So this is a, a song that Gene Autry sung, and uh, he picked it up, and they kind of added the bluegrass instrumentation right. to it. They grass it up, as we say, you know. So, <laughs> but this one is uh, ages and ages ago. How I made you cry Ages and ages ago I'll never blame you For that last goodbye Ages and ages ago Someone told me as you walked away that my poor heart would miss you so And though it happened only yesterday It seems like ages and ages ago
that my poor heart would miss you so. And though it happened only yesterday, it seems like ages and ages ago. It seems like ages and ages ago. Ages and ages ago, Gene Autry song, done by Borderlands Bluegrass here in Kershaw's Kitchen. Hey, listen, Helen, boys, thank you very much. It's been an absolute delight to have you here. It's been wonderful music. Thanks a lot. Uh, please will you play us one last one before you go. Yeah, this, is, this is an instrumental called Salt Spring by a fantastic mandolin player called John Reichman. He's still around with us. He's still making great, great music. Uh, but he wrote this, Salt Spring, so we'll give it our best, uh, best go. Two, three.
Borderland Bluegrass ending this live kitchen session for us with that one, Salt Spring, and thanks very much to them. On the next Radio Kershaw programme in about a fortnight, we shall have a classic kitchen session from 1987 with, from Texas, the mighty duo of Butch Hancock and Jimmy Dale Gilmore in the kitchen of my little flat in Crouch End, as it was then. That's almost your lot for today. Thanks very much to producer Peter Everett and to be pal Marvin Ware for his technical help. Thanks as ever to Simon Broughton and to Paul Gergen of Songlines magazine. But most of all, thanks very much to you for listening. Hey, I realised only recently, was it on the last programme or the one before? I promised to play some Freddie King and then I forgot. Bugger. Sorry. Better put that right. Here he is with his signature tune, recorded in 1962, Hideaway. See you next time. (laughs) 